0: What is up, Strides for Strength fam? I'm Michaela, And I'm Erin. And we're RCA-certified run coaches and the founders of Strides for Strength run coaching. We are here to help you build belief in yourself as an athlete on the run and beyond. The Strides for Strength podcast is running meets everyday life. We focus on mindset, physical strength, and all of life's in-between moments of self-doubt and fear, both on and off the run. Our mission is to make running simple and fun while we pull back the curtains around all things running with athlete interviews, guest experts, combined with our many years of running experience, going from non-runners to now Multiple time marathoners to help you become the athlete you were always meant to be. What is up, you guys? <laughs> Welcome to our first ever Strides for Strength podcast. And this is this is what the podcast is gonna be like. <laughs> Get ready in a was wild ride. The most accurate. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> so welcome. We are the Strides for Strength podcast. I am Michaela. And I'm Erin. And we are the co-founders of Strides for Strength. It was I feel like we should just dive in and talk about kind of where Strides for Strength came from and what they can expect with this podcast. And then we're going to do kind of like a rapid fire 26-ish questions. (laughs) Ish being the keyword because (laughs) I'm totally a slacker and don't have... The appropriate number of questions, so it'll be like 26 ish. Like, yeah. maybe we'll finish the race, maybe not. I've only reminded Erin that we were doing this a couple of <laughs> times, I'm typically, for procrastinator, <laughs> but anyways, all right, Erin, why don't you go first? Tell us tell us who you are. Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm Erin, I'm, I'm from Atlanta. Um, I am I was an ER trauma nurse and then I swapped, and now I currently work at an IV therapy clinic. Um, decided to step away from the bedside for a little bit. Um, I started my running journey probably three three years ago, four years ago. Um, I ran the Peachtree Road Race in Atlanta. It was a 10K. I hated every minute of it, and then I finished, and I was like, hell yeah, that was great. Let's do a half marathon. <laughs> And then I signed up for the half, and I was like, that was terrible. I'd never want to do it again. And then a week later, I signed up for a full marathon. So I don't know. I have a really crazy relationship with running, and I keep doing <laughs> it. Um, and then I signed up. Uh, right, right. I signed up for um, the Disney full marathon. Um, ran it in a 2 2, which looking back was probably like the craziest idea I've ever had in my life. Um, but yeah, it was a vibe for sure. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. Um, I feel like most runners have a similar story that, like, it was painful, I hated it, I came back for more. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's just something about it, and I was like, I wonder if I could be, like, two seconds faster the next time. And then you never know until you try it, so I signed up and was like, bet, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then after I ran the Disney Marathon, I sort of fell in love with the marathon distance, and just kind of kept going. Uh, I ran Philly after that one. It was terrible. It was like twenty degrees, and it was like sleeting <laughs> the entire race. I cried a lot. <laughs> um, and then, what did I do after that? I don't know. I just kept going. I just kept going. I just, I just, I just kept running. I <laughs> <laughs> just kept setting up race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chicago, Atlanta, Berlin, New York. That's it. That's my. That's it. That's all she wrote. Okay. Well, we'll get into Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, and, Aaron and how went. me and Erin met here in a few, um, but me, I'm Michaela. I'm also a nurse, I currently do bedside local travel, I live in the state of North Carolina, but I was born and raised in Iowa, um, I ran my first marathon, I had never ran a 5k, a 10k, a half, I just hail married the full. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was ballsy. <laughs> so I... I signed up for a full marathon, the Chicago Marathon, as a charity runner for an organization when I was in college. And I ran that first race. I think my longest run during training was maybe like 15 or 16 miles. And my college diet was like Mug Club Thursdays, Friday after class. Whoa, like, what is Mug Club Thursdays? Dollar drinks. If you bring your mug back every Whoa. single Thursday. What? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, safe to say uh, my training was basically trash, <laughs> but I didn't know any better. But I was you were being eco-friendly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was being eco-friendly. So, I ran that first marathon, and it was the absolute most painful thing I've ever done. I, like, did not have any idea what to expect. I did end up running a half marathon before that. <laughs> Um and I cried, and I vomited, and I still went to the full marathon. <laughs> Lots of tears. <laughs> Lots of tears. My first full marathon, I cried at mile 18 when they gave me a banana, but I was running for a purpose bigger than myself, and that's really what carried me through that first marathon, and when I finished, I knew there were so many people. The organization that I was running for was for pediatric um, oncology kiddos, so it was really cool to just be running, you know, knowing that they were sitting in the hospital bed. Maybe they didn't even get to make it to today, so... That was kind of like what got me through, and I ran that same marathon at that same charity another two years, and then I went back to Chicago on my own, ran a couple of other marathons on my own <laughs> uh, in the middle of nowhere Iowa, and then we just finished New York City this weekend at the time of this recording. So it's been full circle five years ago to that. Yeah, I New York City I ran two hours faster. Than my first marathon five years ago. Wow, <laughs> well, look at you! That's crazy, right? <laughs> um, New York was my slowest marathon, so let's all remember that <laughs> it doesn't always go at a nice steady incline. Sometimes right. you die, yeah, and then you come back even bigger and stronger. Right, so. right. So that's been kind of my running journey. Um, I love, I love the marathon distance too. So yeah, <laughs> I think that's definitely what we both have in common is. Marathon is, it's a party. It's a 26.2 mile freaking party. Yeah. And there's just nothing like it. Once you cross that finish line, it's just it's a vibe. It's a vibe and also death. We were just looking at our New York City pictures. Oh my gosh. And then we were like <laughs> dying on the course. But it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I guess we could talk a little bit about, you know, Strides for strength and where that came from. We met in Chicago. 2021 years are really hard for me. I know. So it's, <laughs> what are we in now? We're in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. We met in 2021. Yeah. So Chicago Marathon 2021, we had the same run or the same team team for run coaching. Um, I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> and throughout our entire training cycle, we were like messaging each other back on Instagram, and it's funny to, like go back to those messages because we both had like similar long runs on the weekends. We were both nurses full time. So, like, we were just, like, Instagram cheerleaders, and we were, like, so excited to meet each other in real life, in Chicago, and we were by the beam, and yeah. I remember your husband was with you, and we just, like, the whole group was sitting there, and me and you just, like, ran Be-eyed. to each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh my god! I, I remember everybody s- just, like, stared at right. us. <laughs> Somebody asked me, like, do you know, like, have y'all met? And I was like, no.
1: Yeah, I've like, never wow. met her before. <laughs>
0: Which is so funny and, and so fun fact. This is only our third time meeting in person in New York, <laughs> but like also low key talk to each other every single day. So. Right now they were biz partners, and it's been it's been full circle because we left Chicago. I had a really good PR race. I think Chicago was not your favorite race. Heck no. I, no. <laughs> that one was a sort of a mess it was very very hot yeah. and it's crazy being from atlanta you would think that i would be great in warm temperatures but like my body just does not respond to warm temperatures in the least bit and that's okay that's just me as a person know your strengths <laughs> know your weaknesses <laughs> um and then also like some stuff went down mid-race with a, a gentleman that collapsed and so i oh, being yeah. the person that i am I decided to that. stop and help him out and Get all that situated until the medics could get to him, so, um, because I knew my PR at that point was out the window, which, right. obviously, like, even if it was, I probably still would have stopped, that sounded really terrible, but, yeah. um, <laughs> still would have stopped. PR to run, sorry, <laughs> sorry, bro, gotta go. <laughs> um, no, so, yeah, Chicago wasn't that race for me, but it was still a good time. Yeah, and we were on our, like, shakeout run, I think it was the Saturday before the race, it was, like, Saturday, obviously, but, um, And you had a run coaching business at the time. Mm -hmm. And we were just out coaching. Can we just take a minute? (laughs) Run it out coaching. (laughs) okay, (laughs) Erin. And so I think you were just like talking about like how you were doing that and you were had been previously a travel nurse, and so we had a lot in common in terms of like career and just like what we like to do for fun. I feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> run. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I don't really think we talked about it when we were in Chicago. Did we? I don't think so. But then once we left Chicago, I asked you about run coaching and I asked you what your business was like and kind of like what you did. And I think you just like planted the seed in me that I didn't know that you were planting. I literally just not a seed. But I like you even literally. just like said like, hey, I have a run coaching business and I'm a nurse. No, that's not <laughs> at all what I said. I said, hey, do this with me oh. <laughs> or I'm never speaking to you again. And you said, okay, cool bet. <laughs> but that was after Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean like when we were in Chicago, like it's never like we talked about like, hey, maybe you could do this. Like. No, we didn't I think we just, show. like, talked about the general structure of yeah. being a nurse and being a run coach. Correct. And then afterwards, we were talking about it, and you're like, hey, yeah, do it with That's me. That's when I harassed you, I guess. Yeah. And then so we, like, got on FaceTime, and we got off FaceTime, and I was, like, terrified. I was like, I don't think I have what it takes to, like, be a business partner or, like, do life with somebody. And, like, <laughs> Literally. I, I was, like, very much, like, back and forth in, like, nurse life, and I had a lot of different things out. I have a lot of different things outside of nursing that I love to do, and I was really struggling with figuring out how to make all those things come together, and when Erin said that, I was like, oh, like, I never realized I wanted to be a run coach, but then, like, I look back, and I'm like, okay, my, like, Instagram account started as Renan Robertson, like, I was making training plans for people before I was even, like, knew what run coaching was, so, We started the process. Yeah. And then it's always like, it's always that question of like, why not me? Like I always, I looked at other people on Instagram and I saw that they were run coaches and I was like, dude, I love thinking about like training plans and like Mm -hmm. seeing other athletes succeed and like having friends do even like a one mile run, like just going out for the first time and running. Like it just makes my heart so happy. And I was like, if they can do it like you're not. Like, what's that? Right. You know? Yeah. And so we started to build Strides for Strength. It took us so long to come up with the name, but then, it like, did. everything just, like, kind of came together. Like, I don't want to say it was seamless. We definitely, like, had some hiccups, but, like, everything from, like, branding to logo to right. website. Like, we, between the two of us, we were able to find the resources and the people that we needed who were experts in the things that were yeah. not. And I feel like we've always kind of followed that in our business. Like, if we're not the most knowledgeable, who is? And how can we really use what we're good at? And that's helping people on the run. (laughs) And we also had a really, really good support system, too. Like, shout out to Christine and Tony, who are our run coaches, because coaches have coaches. Um, They were amazing through the whole process of just, like, kind of walking us through, like, how to do it together. Like, Tony's always been, like, my right-hand woman, if you will. Like, she's my ride or die. I love her um and so she sort of helped me when I was doing it on my own and then when we started talking about doing it together it was like okay let's change gears a little bit like figure out how to do it together and they were so huge in helping us navigate the ropes and stuff yeah absolutely yeah I mean both Tony and Christine they were like more than willing to share all the things and like the hurdles they had to jump over in hopes to ease like those hurdles or lower them for us which like I think we really hold on to that now as, like, we're looking, like, and moving forward and people are reaching out to us, which is, like, mm-hmm. so cool because it's, like, so I so want to cool. be the person who roots and cheers for other people to succeed, and Tony and Christine did exactly that for us. Like, they have their own run coaching business, too. They very easily could have been, like, no, we're not helping you, like, right. your competition and we're going to figure it out. And yeah. I think that that's such a good reminder that there's enough success for everybody to go around and, like, our business is so different than theirs, Exactly. you know? At the same time, you know, it's, like, similar, but, yeah, I, that's we cool. We approach it differently, yeah. yeah, and Tony's big thing is she's, like, her phrase that I feel like she <laughs> lives by is, like, I can't compete with you because I want you to win, too, and it's, like, that shows in their everyday life, like, right? they're just, there was no, like, oh, there was no hesitation, you know, no, they were actually, just like, no. hell yeah, let's do it, let me, let me give you all the inside scoop, all the details, mm-hmm. so... Shout out to them. They're great. We love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Aaron lives in Atlanta and I live in North Carolina. So everything we do with Strides for Strength is virtual. Um, We work one-on-one with athletes. We host athlete retreats. um, We do monthly team calls. We really focus on building that community and that connection with our athletes and with each other. Um, So even though we don't live in the same state, like Aaron said, we talk every single day. It's funny that this is only the first time, or the third time we've met in person. It's yeah. like pooping on the other side of the wall in front of each other <laughs> in this There's little tiny no home room. But it's just, it's just a testimony of like what we've built. I have the chills in just a short amount of time and like where we're going. Yeah, for sure. And we, you know, try and bring all of our athletes together because we have athletes from everywhere. Like we have some on the East Coast, West Coast, like mm-hmm. everywhere. And so just trying to bring them together through a different, like we have an Instagram group chat, and it's just like, hey, I ran three miles today, even though I'm on the opposite side of the country than you guys. Like, we're all doing the same thing. Like, we're here for the same reason. So it's just, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. I love it. And I and I really do feel like we have that a community approach to what we do, and I know we both agree. Like, you know, it's not just about running three miles or running five days a week. It's about really meeting our athletes in the season that they're in. And asking them like you know like what are your goals what's working what's not working how can we support you you know and really making sure that your running plan also fits your lifestyle plan Hundred you know we have moms we have nine to fivers we have shift workers we have stay at home moms you know so it's like we really do work with such a wide range of athletes but I think it's cool at the end of the day like they can still come together in that camaraderie in that community and like everybody's so hyped for the athlete retreat mm-hmm. and to like meet everybody in person and like I don't think that would be possible without us kind of paving that path and creating those connections right. from the front end. For sure. Yeah, I it was funny. I was at home doing something. I don't know what I was doing. Probably playing with my dogs because <laughs> they're so cute. Um, and one of my athletes texted me a screenshot of – them and another athlete talking about the athlete retreat and i was like how cool is that but like number one these people probably never would have met yeah. like in real life if it wasn't for us like bringing them together and then number two that they're so excited about this thing that you and i have like worked so hard to put together and i don't know it's just it's just a cool experience it really is and like every day like in our text messages between each other we're like man this is turning out so much better than we ever could have imagined like i think back to like that fear and that self-doubt I had when like you first reached out Imagine, like, if I wouldn't have said yes, like, imagine if I would have said yes, I would have drove to North Carolina and been like, Girlfriend, you were doing it, yeah, let's do it. But it's funny because, like, we're complete opposites so opposite, like, the most opposite. Like, if you're like, What's your favorite color? I'm gonna be like, Black, and Michaela's like, Ew, I hate black, like, like, yellow, (laughs) (laughs) like, so opposite. There's been so many things this weekend. She's like, Oh, do you watch the show? and I'm like, Absolutely not. She's like, Oh, like. Grape sour patch kids. I'm like, what? Like grape is actually the worst flavor ever. Like, <laughs> I did not want grape. I wanted regular, but they did not have regular, so I settled for grape. But she, it was the I would never settle for grape. <laughs> I would never <laughs> settle for grape. I would rather eat dirt than eat anything that's grape oh flavor. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. That's great. Yeah, it's um, it, but it's also like we that works so well together. You know, I'm a very blunt person. If you haven't gotten that from this podcast we're 16 minutes in like you should have picked that up by now um I'm a very blunt person Michaela's not a very blunt person and I feel like some of the things that comes out of my mouth is just she's like what like you, are you okay like, is everything fine right but it, 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 it's like what like the yin and yang like it like works like and something we've really been trying to be better about is like you know really tapping into our strengths and letting the other person carry the strength that they have and letting the other person kind of like chill on the back burner you know for but sure. also I feel like we push each other like this podcast I remember we yeah. got out that team call it was like midsummer and I was like Eric what if we started a podcast and you were kind of like yeah let's do it <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and I was like Whoa. <laughs> And you're like wait a minute holy moly <laughs> that's <laughs> not something I would do <laughs> and then so we kind of like we've had our podcast cover photo which like shout out Whitney but we've had our podcast cover photo for like Probably two months now. And we've just been sitting on the idea, and finally, we're like, okay, we need to just like jump in because there's so many athletes who need this podcast because we really want to tailor and talk to like your everyday runner, right? Like the elites are great, those like super fast PRs are great, but like what about the people who are just like average humans? What's like, you're not just an average human, you're an epic human, but you know, people who run. Everyday paces, normal paces, who work full time jobs, who who are full time time moms, who a a day, right? Like people who like training isn't your life. Like you have a life, and your training needs to fit in. And I think Aaron and I are really good about making that happen. Yeah, for everybody, no matter what your schedule is, no matter what your story is, like we're here to support all athletes. So that's really our mission with this podcast. And well, we'll do fun little duo episodes like this. We'll bring on some of our athletes and have them kind of talk through their training and their experience and how they navigate that with their life. Um, we'll bring on like experts who are in topics of like nutrition, physical therapy, mindset, you know, all those things. And if any other topics that you guys are really eager to hear about, you can always DM us um, at Strides for Strength on Instagram. Um, and we'll just do like race recaps and, you know, all these fun things. Like we have New York city race recap coming next week, which we recorded from our hotel room bed yesterday (laughs) with our Celsius, of course. Yes, absolutely. We're both addicted to Celsius, by the way. So like shout out Celsius sponsor us. (laughs) Also, also don't. I already submitted my application and they denied me. So like, it's fine. I'm not bitter, but I'm a little bitter. I'm still going to keep drinking, but. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. What else do we have to say? Should we jump into the rapid fire questions? Oh my goodness, the ones I have not prepared. Yes. Um, okay. I feel like we're gonna try to rapid fire them, but like how rapidly fiery are they gonna be? I don't know. Yeah, okay. 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 You go first. One at wait, one at a time. Yeah. Okay. Well my palms are sweaty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who has played the biggest role in your running journey? Myself. No, I'm kidding.
1: No, um, I, I
0: respect that first <laughs> answer. It reminds me of that uh, real. It's like, and first, I'd like to thank me. Yeah, because <laughs> like you're the one that shows up, and you're the one that does yeah. the work. So like, I, I appreciate that answer. Respect. I um, I think I like nobody's forcing me to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the one that's just like I continuously want to be better than the person I was the day before, right. and. I consistently want to beat my time that I previously had, and I'm like, I know I can be good. Like I know I can be right. amazing. I just need to get there. Yeah. Um. As far as like secondary support, my husband is like the most amazing human. Shout out, John. Yeah, he's an, he's an awesome dude. <laughs>
1: um.
0: He follows me around <laughs> to all my races. Loki gonna cry. Why am I crying? Oh my gosh. Um, Follows me around to all my races, like, just hands down the best. Like, if we travel somewhere for a race, like, the night before, he's like, okay, what food do you need? Do you need water? Do you need your electrolytes? Like, what do you need? I'll get them. And he's just, like, hands down the best, so probably him if I had to say other than me I love that I have no competition with Jonathan I did not do that for Aaron this weekend and he was not here so Jonathan we need you we love you that's probably why I ran so slow and so bad you know I'm just (laughs) kidding it's your good luck charm Oh my god, now I'm I'm crying because that's so cute (laughs) okay my turn um wow I'm stressed okay tell me Lucy's adoption story Lucy's adoption story. She chose me, okay? Lucy's her dog, by the way. Oh, yeah. I guess we shouldn't preface that. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy is my dog. She's 65 pounds of absolute love. She's 65 pounds? Yeah, she's chunky. What a chunky little lady. She was 45, when I got her. She's she's well fed. Oh, my gosh. She's so cute. So, it's funny, because I texted my dad, and I was like, I'm gonna get a dog, and he's like, like, hell you are. I was like, bro, you don't even live in the same state as me. Like, I'm getting a dog. Like, I moved to North Carolina, which, like, okay. I feel like this is not going to be rapid fire, because we're going to go up <laughs> on all these standards. But I moved to North Carolina in the middle of a pandemic, and I had no friends here. So I was like, I need a dog. And so I took one of my friends with me, and we went to the little adoption place, and I was like, I'm just going to look. And then we got there, and she just, like, ran up to me and started licking my leg. And so, like, she chose me. And at first, her I, like, didn't. Her name was Mifa at the Mifa. adoption. Mipha? Her name was Mifa at the adoption center. And so I was like, uh, I don't know, like, I was kind of an asshole to her when I first saw her. She doesn't look like a new father. No, and then, so, like, who also gets, anyways, um, so I, like, kept, like, wandering around. It was, like, this big farm of just, like, tons of dogs, and, like, no matter where I went, I would turn around, and she'd be right at my feet. Oh, sweet So little I day. was, like, I have to get her, and so I got her that same day, oh, and I got in my car, the... and I sent my dad a picture, and he's, like, you did not, and I was, like, I did. Oh well, yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, I didn't know what I was signing up for. She had so many, like... Post adoption, like medical <laughs> things happen, oh, no. so that was like kind of like a mom life curveball. But now she's my best friend, and I can't wait to. But go low home key, to see like her. maybe that's why she chose you because she was like, I know this lady's gonna take care of me because she doesn't have many kids and I'm her child, so <laughs> <laughs> let me follow her around. She is, yeah, she's sixty pounds, sixty-five pounds of straight love. Oh my goodness, I love her. I got to meet Lucy. So I have a dog, side note, I have a dog named Frank. I have three dogs, but one of my dogs is named Frank. Frank, and Frank and Stonk, Frank, Frank and Romp. <laughs> French Romp, There you go. Um, so we had them meet each other, and they look exactly the same. Like they could have come from the same litter. Besides Frank's head. Yeah, it's Frank's big head. Um, and so they got to meet each other in Asheville. We went up to Asheville to meet each other and record some content and stuff like that. Took our business um, photos. Yeah, took our business photos. So they got to meet each other and they were practically best friends. Yeah, they were. It was great. It worked out because Frank's obsessed with tennis balls and Lucy does not care about tennis <laughs> balls. So Lucy just chased Frank around while Frank chased the tennis balls. So it was <laughs> a good time. Self-entertainment. Yeah. Right. There, oh my go. gosh. Okay, well. All right. Moving on. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh veterinarian. Surprise, surprise. What happened? Um, I realized that I was gonna have to like put dogs down. And um, I realized sad. that my house didn't have enough space to okay. bring all those yeah. dogs. Home. She's way too emotional for that. She's <laughs> so emotional. God, God. God. <laughs> she hates humans, loves animals. <laughs> Thanks God she chose nursing <laughs> yeah. instead. Right. instead of being so a vet. <laughs> yeah, I just I couldn't couldn't do it, so and then if somebody, I don't, yeah, no, it just didn't, just wasn't, wasn't my thing. <laughs> um, what's your favorite shoe to run in? Uh, definitely my Hoka Bondi's. Love that. I'm really kicking myself for not wearing them in New York City, but hey. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. This is why if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Where is your dream running spot? Ooh. There's so many good places in Iceland would be cool? You would say that. It's cold. I but hate Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Australia would be cool. Yeah, that would be. Right on. Um, Tokyo? I think like that's always my answer. Yeah, I like Tokyo. Tokyo Marathon. Um, yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Okay, sweet. <laughs> uh, what's your five-year running goal? <sighs> you know, I feel like this changes with every race. My five-year running goal five years ago was to qualify for Boston. And now I've realized that, like, that's not really the end-all, be-all for me, and I think it's just constantly becoming a stronger runner, you know? Like, this last training cycle, I feel like I focused a lot on nutrition, and I'm really excited to, like, get beefy. Like, I really, like, want to gain a lot of muscle because I think that's going to help me as a runner, and I really want to focus on lifting heavy, so I think five-year running goal is to bless and release the need to PR every race. Hell yeah. And really what have you said all weekends? It's not um, it's not I'm not just training for a PR, I'm training for life, baby. No, let's yeah. freaking go. <laughs> let's and rage. Let's rage. <laughs> and I feel like this weekend like really opened my eyes to that. I'm not typically somebody who like does like a really large race season. I typically do like one quote big race. Um, but they're usually always like a world major and like I really want to focus on building more running community and being yeah. a part of running community locally. And I that. think, like, doing local races and, like, focusing on me as a runner outside of running is going to help. With that, so. Love that answer. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's not Boston anymore. One day, yes. It's one still, day. It's still my vision board, but, but so it's cool. not the end-all be-all for me anymore. Exactly. Love that. Um, What is one thing a lot of people don't know about you? Okay, so I have to tell the story because we're in New York. Okay, so one time. When I was in college, I was very poor. I had no money because college, and <laughs> I was in my neighborhood, and I <laughs> was just bebopping my way to work, and I cut a car. first off. I ran a stop sign in my neighborhood, and I cut a corner really sharp, and I couldn't see because there's ice on my windshield, and I just had a circle because I was late for work, and I hit this car head on and like totaled her car in my neighborhood and like wrecked my car and my down payment. I think whatever it's called was $500. So then I was leaving for New York the next day with some friends to come up here and, like, hang out. And we were going to go see Live with Michael and Kelly. And I was in line, and they were like, we need someone to be on the show. And I was like, bet. I was born for this. Like, put me in the spotlight. So the person that was – so they had these cards that had celebrities on the front, and you had to name the celebrities. I know nothing about, like, (laughs) celebrity things. But the person that was asking the questions held the sign up in front of the window so you could see through the paper, and so idiot. I just read through the card and <laughs> gave them all the right answers. So they didn't tell us that we were going to be on the show until, like, the middle of the show, and they called our name out. And so I got every single one of those questions right, and they called my name out to be on the show because they thought I knew about celebrities, but I really knew nothing about celebrities. <laughs> the person was just an idiot. Right, exactly. And so then I um, got called up to be on the show, got all the answers wrong. But Kelly and Michael like came in clutch and like answered all the questions right for me because I didn't know what I was doing. And then I won five hundred dollars to pay my wow. deductible for my car. Okay, there, deductible is the word you said. Down payment at first. Did you and say was, down payment. Yeah, I was like, that's deductible. not that's not the word for it. But I was waiting I for it, it to come. I was <laughs> waiting for it to come through. Wow. Yeah. So I got the five hundred dollars to pay for my car, and I got two on TV. So. Good karma, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was <laughs> is, is, well, pretty cool story. Not a lot of people know. That's not true. Most people know because everybody was like. I told everyone. Oh. I was like, go watch me. Go watch, watch me. I've I've never heard that story. So. Yeah. wow, I'm learning something new every day. Fun times. Erin doesn't know celebrities, but she can cheat her way on stage. Well, you know, I just seize the moment. Like if you're gonna make it easy, then I don't know man, I'm gonna cheat. <laughs> I'm gonna cheat. Oh gosh, not really. <laughs> um I'm a very fair player. <laughs> um, okay. I wrote this question before I knew that you hated every single show that I liked. (laughs) If you had to watch one show for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh my god. See, I'm not really, like, a show person. That's the issue. Um, so... Hallmark Christmas movies? <laughs> Loki hate Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> I love the holidays. I'm a sucker for, like, cheesy romance. I mean, I feel like I've watched, like, you know, like, Gossip Girl and Grey's Anatomy yeah. and, like, One Tree Hill. But, like, I'm not somebody who, like, if there's more than one season, I'm not going to go watch it again. Actually, I take all this back. I love Ted Lasso. Oh, I do love Ted Lasso. Wow. Oh my God, I cry every episode. I- I've watched Ted Lasso three times through. I love that That movie is though. the only show that I-, I just think because he just like makes my heart so warm and fuzzy. Yeah, he does. So I retract my answer. It's not Hallmark movies. It's Ted Lasso. Wow, we have something we agree on. Wow, we could have been watching Ted Lasso all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next time. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you had one day to live, what would you spend it doing? With my dogs, I knew that was gonna happen. Running, eating cheeseburgers. See so you in the nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'd run with my dogs while eating a cheeseburger. There just you to, go. Like, really get the icing <laughs> on the cake. Double face the cheeseburger. Yeah. I think I don't know. I love a good cheeseburger. Man. You do love a good cheeseburger. I think it's because I was a vegetarian for so long, and I just like. And he said fuck that. Yeah. Until <laughs> I go back and I'm like, give me a veggie burger. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'd be pretty dope, I think. I don't know, maybe I'd fly to New York. I don't know, I don't have a good answer for that one. If you could fly to New York with your dogs, they'd be allowed on the plane, it'd be a private jet, you would get served cheeseburgers the entire time. Holy moly. You would land here, you would go for a run. Holy moly, that'd be, <laughs> I do, like, low-key have this, like, weird goal in my life. I don't know if any of you guys have watched Scooby-Doo, like, the real <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie, Real's not accurate because Scooby-Doo is not real. But anyway, <laughs> they dress Scooby-Doo up as a grandma to get him oh on a plane. Oh my gosh, And my yes. dog Beans looks like Scooby-Doo and we even bought him like a blue collar. And so I have this like crazy goal in my life to dress him up like a grandma and get him on a plane. So I think that's actually what I would do. <laughs> For sure. Dress Beans as <laughs> a like grandma to get him on a plane. To get him to New York. like I would need to die saying that I accomplished that in full of my life oh my gosh yeah. okay right okay. on um give me one thing you love about yourself um I think I'm a good time I think I'm fun to be around yeah <laughs> I can agree with that I can agree with too! I also feel like it's very dependent on like who I'm with like I can be a real bump on a log if I'm with the wrong people yeah <laughs> which like I feel like everybody can yeah I, mean, I think that's very valid um Wow, I love that. Thanks for pushing me to talk about it. (laughs) Of course, of course. Um, What has been your favorite or, like, most memorable race? Um, Ooh, that's hard. Berlin was a lot of fun because it was my first international marathon. Um, So that was, like, it was just a lot of fun, like, hearing people yell at you in German, and you're like, and I know no (laughs) German, and I'm like, they're just screaming at me, and I'm like yeah, like, heck yeah! I don't know what you said, but like that sounds amazing and Underlay. I probably love you and I still cry <laughs> even though I didn't know what they were saying um, so that one was a lot of fun, but then I also ran Atlanta um, earlier this year in February um, and I think I don't know, I think I think Atlanta, Atlanta's my answer final answer, um, I, that was my first half marathon, was the Publix Atlanta half, and I ran the full marathon earlier this year and I told myself when I ran the half, I was like I will never run the Atlanta Marathon because it's, like, I've, there's horror stories about how hard it is because Atlanta is so hilly, and I was like, I will never do it, and that was, like, I PR'd by, like, 30 minutes. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it was just so cool to, like, see all my family and all my friends on the course, like, everyone was yelling at me, and I don't know, it was a good time, so I think Atlanta. I love that. I love that for you because I think perception is everything, right? It's, like, don't let somebody else's bad taste, maybe not bad taste, but bad experience shape your decision to run a race or not run a race. 100%. So if you're listening to this and somebody's telling you a race is hard, go figure it out for yourself. Right. Is it actually hard? Choose your hard. Yep. Because your hard is not somebody else's hard. Nope. Anyways. <laughs> and my big motto for that race was like, I didn't come this far to only come this far. It's right. Like, I didn't like work my butt off training for all these marathons to not run oh, yeah. a race that I, I wasn't going to do. So, yeah. Um, What was your first job? My first job? Babysitting doesn't count. I feel like that's everyone's answer. Okay. Babysitting doesn't count. My first job was working at the pool in the concession stands filling pickle juice cups. <laughs> How random is that? <laughs> you know, like the frozen pink lemonade that you would get at the pool? No. Like, like the popsicles? but like, they would usually come in, like, a little, like, at least at my pool, they came in, like, a little, like, condiment cup. Like a little, like, three-ounce condiment cup. A popsicle? No, it was just frozen lemonade. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, well, we would have pink frozen lemonade and, like, little condiment cups. They were 70, or $0.25 cents at the pool, and I worked in the concession stand, so we had pink lemonade and we had pickle juice. Ew! <laughs> they were each $0.25, cents, and you would, you know, you could also buy, like, a jumbo pickle. So, like... We'd give people the jumbo pickles, and then once the jumbo pickle jar was empty of pickles, we'd use the pickle juice to fill the three-ounce cups and then serve them frozen. It was a thing. All right, if you're listening to this and you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) please (laughs) validate me. (laughs) BRB going to Google this right now. (laughs) Um, that was not what I expected you to say at all. Like, <laughs> what, do you, I, what do you think my first job was? I don't me? know. I, don't, I have no idea. That was when I was... <laughs> but 14. that was not it. Actually, actually, my, like, parallel to this job, this is funny because all my friends give me so much shit for this. Born and raised in Iowa, we did detasseling. Did what? Detasseling. You go through the cornfields and you take the tassels off the top of the corn. Something about, like, pollination. I don't really know. So I would get on a bus... At, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. Wait, how old were you again? 14. Okay. So it's, like, child labor. Whoa. (laughs) Get on the bus at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning in the middle of summer to get on a school bus, and they would take you to the cornfields, and they would drop you off, and you'd get off the school bus, and you'd walk through the cornfield, take the tassels off the top of the corn, which I don't even know what a tassel is. I never took a single tassel off. Don't be fooled. I went to this job one day and never went back. (laughs) (laughs) Took the tassels off the top of the corn, theoretically speaking. Get on the bus, eat your lunch, go back out in the field for the afternoon. Oh, my God. God. You got paid, like, 15 bucks an hour. Me and my best friend signed up to do it because we're like, oh, my God, this money's insane. $15. And then we went one day, and then we went back. So then that's when I got the job at the pool. You so. got a better offer. The pool job is, like, <laughs> yo, I'm $16 an hour. To fill like... pickle juice cups. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure mine got paid, like, maybe seven twenty-five at the pool, but hey. Also, like, how terrifying is it that a literal literal child is the one, like, making these foods. Like, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I I probably won't eat food from a pool anymore, knowing that a 14-year-old is back there like filling pickle cups. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny, because, like, all my friends in North Carolina, like, we'll drive past the cornfield, and like, oh my god, go out there, like go on the tassels. I'm like, bro, I don't even know what the tassel is. I still haven't found it. Nor do I know what the point of taking it off is. <laughs> solid story. I love that. Oh, that's funny. Full circle. Yeah. Because <laughs> if nursing doesn't work out, we can always Google where the task is and we can go back to that job.
1: Uh,
0: zero out of ten recommend. No. Like, you were like, long sleeves and jeans in the middle of 80 degrees Iowa. With, like, oh, Like Anyways, again, I went one day, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, okay, what is your biggest weakness? Um, I think I can be a little sassy, and I think that it's the Leo in you. Yeah, I think I can um. Jump to conclusions, and I don't know. I don't know how to word it that. <laughs> um, no, I think that I. What is my biggest weakness? I feel like this was like, sounds really shitty because I think I don't have a weakness, but like I totally have a shit ton of weaknesses. Um, I think I'm really hard on myself. I think that would probably be the one that is the most detrimental to me. Because I think like if I don't succeed at something the first time, I'm like, you're a failure. And it's like, that's not, that's not how the world works. Like sometimes you fail once and then you try again, you know? But in my brain, I'm like, oh, you didn't do it perfect the first time that's trash, you know, right. which is a really crappy way to talk to yourself, but you're learning, you're work growing. in progress, right. so, you know, at least I recognize it, and going from there. When you're the problem, you're also the solution, so yeah. that's true. you can get out of your own damn way. That's true, <laughs> true. But I like acknowledging your weaknesses is important, because it's like, okay, I know that I can be better in this area, what am I going to do to fix it? Right, For sure. You handled yourself well this weekend, you could have been an asshole to yourself. I could have been an asshole to myself. Maybe you still were inside, but <laughs> you didn't project it that much. I think I just wanted to be done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, um, is it my turn oh, is it t- oh t- yeah you're right it's okay. your turn um what's one takeaway you have from this weekend running related or not um non-running related I knew this before I came here I just don't like cities <laughs> <laughs> once again another place <laughs> over that um but outside of that I think just, like, there's so many people in your world who, like, want to see you win and who want to see you succeed. You just have to be open to, like, receiving their encouragement. Like, literal thousands of strangers standing on the sides of the streets of New York City and with every step, whether, you know, they're directly talking to you or they're just hooting and hollering, like, they're there to carry you and cheer Mm -hmm. you on. And I think not a lot of people are open to receiving that. And, like, through those last, like, 10 miles when I was really feeling, like, just exhausted and, like, ready to vomit, <laughs> I let the streets of New York City carry me in, and the complete strangers, and I think about, like, when I stopped at mile 20 and saw the person from our shakeout run who, like, yeah. literally didn't know me and gave me so many words of encouragement, or the police officer who, like, I stopped and asked where the nearest bathroom was, and they, like, told me to keep going, or the strangers in Central Park who, like, when I stopped talking to your sister were like, you can do it, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like, when you're open to, like, love and encouragement, there's so many people there who are going to. Forward where right. you. you can't do it yourself. Yeah. Wow. Love that's that full circle. Love that. <laughs> um uh, if you aren't running, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Um I like to read. Um I what are you currently reading? Oh what's crap, what's the name of it? I never know the books. Yeah, it's an Alice Feeney I think that's her name book. Daisy Darker. Mm. That's it. I don't know that I love it so far. But I'm only, like, 17% in, so maybe I'm just not, like, married to it yet. Right on. Um, I do like to read. Um, drink a crap ton of caffeine. <laughs> Dude, she drinks so much caffeine. <laughs> so I'm probably drinking caffeine. Um, I like to hang out with my friends, do some yoga. Well, no, man, I don't know, man. I have, like, another side hobby. Okay. I learned to crochet. <laughs> <laughs> I made my mom a blanket. Oh, my God. I'm, that's not a fun story. I'm not gonna tell that. <laughs> now I feel like you need to yeah. tell it. It's, it's super sad, super sad. I crocheted my first blanket and then we dog sat a dog that was really old and the dog died and then I had to throw my crocheted blanket away oh my so God. then I stopped crocheting because I was like oh no what if another dog comes and dies and my crocheted blanket. Wait, like was this dog's death like anticipated or was it no. just? No and then I had to put my nursing pants on and call the dad and be like I'm so sorry but like, your dog. Died. Wait, so you were watching somebody's dog and it just died? Yeah. So, like, I think the dog was in, like, kidney failure. Like, I know, something was going on with this dog. Because, like, he would not pee. Like, he would not pee at all. So, like, I don't think he was, like, making your This is, like, total nursing side of me, like, coming out. Like, I'm, like, I've analyzed everything about this dog. And also, like, we didn't know this guy, so hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Sorry I'm talking about your dog. Um, Rest we, peace, we love Yeah, right. Um, we didn't really know the guy. Jonathan was, like, a part of a um, supporters soccer group or whatever, mm-hmm. and so he needed, like, a last-minute dog sitter, and Jonathan is a very, like, he will always help someone at any point in time. So he was like, hell yeah, like, bring your dog over, it's fine, we'll watch him. And so the guy brings his dog over, and the dog, like, went straight to the water bowl and just started, like, chugging water, and I was like... That's weird. Like, okay. So then he went out in the backyard, never peed, like, all night didn't pee, like, never used the bathroom. And I was like, that's weird. So Jonathan left to go somewhere, and the dog was downstairs, and he covered the dog up with my crocheted blanket that I made our little old lady dog. And because the dog was sleeping... And he came back home, the dog was in the same position. He was like, I just thought the dog was sleeping. And so then he goes to bed, and then we wake up, and we go downstairs, and the dog is still in the same position. Oh, my God. And then he's, like, hysteric. Like, you think I'm emotional. He was emotional in that situation. And so I was like, okay, i got to handle this. So then I was like, you go to work. I'm going to handle this situation. So then um, I called the guy. and was like, your dog died. So sorry. A crocheted blanket was over the dog. And then I was like, it has, like – Bad vibes. I can't, like, keep this blanket. So then I took it to the vet. So anyways, called my neighbor, and the dog was, like, 70 pounds. So I couldn't pick up this, like, deadweight dog to get him in my car. So I called my neighbor, and I was like, yo, I have this dead body. Do you want to help me move it? And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And he, like, came over and helped oh me get the dog God. in the car. <laughs> what did we just listen to first? <laughs> told you. You're the one that <laughs> bumped and it. Okay, you keep telling me to move to Atlanta so you can watch Lucy, but I don't think that... <laughs> been yeah, my, my one time. One time, okay. Okay. How many other people listening to this can put on their resume that they <laughs> oh. had a dog die under their care? Put that on my resume. <laughs> oh, oh wow. but then I like asked the guy. I was like, "Has the dog been sick?" And he was like, "I mean, she's been acting a little weird." I was like, "Can you get think to tell us about this? Like, I literally need to go to therapy about this now." Okay. <laughs> like, okay. So, okay. question turn. If you want, Ronnie, what are you doing to Aaron's dog? Yeah, sitting down story because you were talking about crocheting oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> remember when we said this podcast is gonna be 30 minutes an hour 45 minutes side <laughs> <here. laughs> so so, know I thought I had definitely 13 questions and I don't so it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's your turn um who's your childhood celebrity crush oh my gosh also side note, Michaela's like 25 years younger than I am I'm like five years younger than you are. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> I didn't even know, you know, my know my own age. Aaron had to tell me how old I was <laughs> the other day. <laughs> that was good. Um, my child, you know, I had the Bieber fever, but I wouldn't really say he was like a role model. He was just a crush. Like, Beebs was everything to me. <laughs> I had his Barbie doll, I had his shirts, so I had his. Oasters. Love that. That tracks. So my my I have twin nieces that are your age, and I used to babysit them all the time. They're still alive. Um, but wait, you babysat somebody five years younger than you? Yeah, I mean, I my guess yeah. Like, okay, it's okay. Not okay, randomly, right? Okay. okay, whatever. Um, and they were like obsessed with Justin Bieber, especially one of them. Yeah, we so. had the, like the Barbie dolls, like we. We were mm-hmm. hard. We, we were we, we were deep in the fever. I love that for you. <laughs> love that for you. Um, except for like, it was only like his older albums. Like his new music, I don't really love. Anyways, um, what is one thing you wish more people understood? It doesn't have to be writing related. It can just be life. Yours are really hard. Why? It's like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the question again? What is one thing you wish more people understood? Um, I don't know why this was the first thing to pop in my brain, but I think I wish I, like, I think people understand that nursing is a hard profession to be in, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that they understand the extent of it. Like, I don't think that people understand, like, we see people die, like, all the time. Like, it's it's a hard profession to, like, be in, you know, and deal with, and I think that, you know, people are very appreciative, and I love that, but it's also... They don't know the whole extent of it. So I think that I yeah, how do you know? Like my least favorite people are like, oh, you only work three days a week? Exactly. Like, you're like, do you know the emotional trauma right. that I deal with the other four days exactly. of the week? <laughs> I'm in therapy all those other four days. Right. <laughs> no, I think I, I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, Dream travel location. Mm, New Zealand. I want to go bungee jumping. I still don't understand how people don't break their necks. Like, the like, you stop, like, immediately, right? Yeah, but it's probably, like... Does it not hurt? You know, I, I don't really know. Maybe I'll should. let you know. Okay. okay. I'm going. Okay. One day. Okay. It keep me It was on my... I, that's why my trip was, like, my big trip that I was going to take this year until I went to Egypt, so... It'll Dude, have to wait. It was a blast, Yeah, that It looked was. like it was, it was so a, much fun. It was a vibe, so I guess I guess New Zealand will have to wait until next year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can go together. Right. Maybe we'll have um, a race gosh, there? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> but also, like, low-key, think that you're my bad luck charm, because Chicago was so bad, and then New York was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and they were both really hot. I think you bring the warm weather. Okay, well, I'm sorry that I prefer 70, and you prefer 30. 40. <laughs> 40. Who prefers 70 degree weather? Okay, well, you know, I just wanted this weekend to be, like, a little bit warmer, because who wants to sit at the start line in 40 degree weather? I do. Okay, well. <laughs> you can have it. Says the person who didn't bring a jacket. <laughs> yeah, it says the person who didn't bring a jacket and made me share my one sleep with I didn't her. make you. You were just a kind I know, person. because that's just who I am. I'm kind you are. kind-natured. I'm kind-natured. Oh my gosh, okay, well, that was not 26 questions, but it was pretty close. Was close. Uh So, anyways. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, maybe next time we'll get 26. Questions. This is Erin and I in a <laughs> <Next> nutshell. nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't planned, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, next week, we will have our New York City recap episode. We just wanted to use this episode, this first episode, which is so exciting, to just share with you guys who we are. We're humans <laughs> doing the best Hopefully. that we can. Hopefully you guys don't <laughs> want to stick around after all this. Like. <laughs> We're a good time. We promise. We promise. We're, this podcast is going to change a lot of athletes and non-athletes' lives because I think the perspective we bring to the running world is really unique. Yeah. too. For sure. Two horns. Heck yeah. So we will see you next week. Yeah. We know running is more fun with community and we all need more people in our lives to share that crazy kind of love for everything on the run and beyond. If you have a running bestie who you think would love this episode and our Strides for Strength community, send this episode and follow us on Instagram at Strength. Until next time, friend, keep working towards a stronger you.